Hello and welcome back to the Greater Freedom Podcast with me, your host, Nicola Charlotte, business and lifestyle design coach for service-based business owners and female entrepreneurs looking to create greater freedom, abundance and ease in all areas of their life. In today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest. But before we dive in, I wanted to draw attention to something very, very exciting that has launched literally yesterday. The Freedom Way is my brand new three-month mini-mind designed to open you up to effortless expansion and empowering you to make an overflow of money from a place of clarity, ease, and confidence. This mini mind is really about helping you run a thriving business and living your best life in harmony. There's no more delaying the dream and we're gonna be taking things up a level. We'll be looking at your business with a new lens, closing the gaps and curating irresistible offers so that you can collapse time effortlessly. And I'll be with you every step of the way, as well as an intimate group of like-minded female business owners just like you. If this sounds like something that you've been waiting for and you've got butterflies at the thought of all the transformations that you could make in the next 90 days, then welcome. The Freedom Way is for you. Please see full details in the show notes and reach out to me on Instagram with any questions that you have. In the meantime, let's dive in to today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Greater Freedom with Nicola Charlotte and in today's episode we are joined by a very special guest Natalie who is founder of The Retreater who has fairly recently set up a very exciting business which we're going to hear all about in today's episode and how Natalie has really pursued and followed a desire to open up to greater freedom, more autonomy, more experiences and opportunities and um, really looking forward to kind of hearing much more about that journey and what that's looked like for you. Um, Before we go into that I would love for you to introduce us and give us a little bit of background as to what the retreater does um, and anything else that you would like to share. Definitely. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Nicola. Um, So my name is Natalie, as um, Nicola mentioned. I'm the founder of The Retreater, which is a wellness platform for people to find amazing retreats all over the world um, that essentially leave them feeling like they've pressed the reset button. Um, And on our website, we have a range of trips. So from things like yoga retreats to sort of more like boot camps and um, fitness holidays. And, you know, people can go onto our site and filter by price, by activity type, by, you know, finding week weekend trips all the way to sort of longer, more immersive week trips or maybe, um, you know, day experiences as well. So, yeah, it's something that I'm super passionate about. And, um, yeah, started, well, I've gone full time with it this year. But, um, yeah, we've been doing it for a little bit longer than that um, since the beginning of the journey. But, yeah, super excited to talk all things Um, retreats and creating freedom in business amazing I think well a retreat is the ultimate definition and reflection of freedom really isn't it it's like that the freedom to be able to go on the retreats in the first place the freedom to find a location or find a sort of passion a hobby that you're interested in and just like immerse yourself in the most gorgeous of settings in a lot of cases but also with other like-minded individuals who have gone on those retreats as well so I'd love to know 
what it was about kind of the retreats um, industry or retreats in general that um, you wanted to kind of follow and set up a business that sort of surrounded and focused on retreats? Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I this, you know, I was doing a job that was so, so different. I was actually in investment banking and um, I found myself training as a yoga teacher alongside my job and absolutely loved, you know, the effects that yoga had on my mind and body. Um, And then a colleague of mine had actually recommended me a retreat. And so I went on that retreat and just honestly had the most amazing experience kind of came back feeling that real excitement Mm. um and originally was thinking about putting together my own retreat obviously as I had at this point I had my yoga teacher qualification and it was only kind of when I started researching retreats that I realized like there's it's so disaggregated and what I wanted to create was a platform for people to you know make it easier for people to find these experiences because Mm. they really can like you say totally fill up your cup and you know it is the ultimate self-care and so for retreats for me it was like trying to make it more accessible for people and um you know because otherwise it's very much if you don't know about them or if you don't know the instructor or the studio that's running them they're really quite hard to find and so that's what we're trying to do at the retreat is make them you know easier for people to find and book um, and see reviews and yeah I think the retreats like you say there's so many benefits from meeting like-minded people healthy food time to switch off um just honestly like there's so many great things so I could talk for the whole half an hour about it <laughs> no it's 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 so true and I think that sort of touched on something quite nicely of you know it's that ripple effect of the retreat so yes of course you have the most incredible experience over a weekend a day a week but actually what that does on a much longer term basis I mean I guess in your instance you could say it caused you to change the trajectory of your career so it had such a profound effect that you then thought you know what there's almost more to what I'm doing like it's that feeling of this is so exciting expansive fulfilling and I want to experience this on a more regular basis Um, but also it's that restorative nature of feeling more creative or more inspired that then you can bring back with you into like the day-to-day whether it is in your own business or as a in in a nine-to-five sort of corporate so um, how would you say that freedom shows up to you obviously you're working you know your business is within retreats but what does freedom on a broader sense mean to you that is now present in your life maybe whereas it wasn't in the past in your corporate job it's such a good question and to be honest coming on this you know greater freedom podcast I had had thought about it and you know from where I am now with my business whereas where I was last year I was thinking about it and and for me really the freedom that I've managed to create is feeling free to actually pursue a career and a a business that aligns with my passions and not feeling kind of confined to you know a a bigger corporation's agenda you know I do feel totally free now my business to set my agenda set what we're doing next with the business you know choose where I'm going to work is it going to be at home and am I going to go like I am right now in a co-working space Um, and there's so much freedom that you do have as a you know business owner to do those things um, so yeah, I definitely feel the freedom in my life now compared to where I was before starting the business has come from, you know, having that kind of limitless feeling of, you know, just being able to go in any direction that you want to. And obviously being a solo founder, that's, 
more present I guess if you if you have a, a team of co-founders then obviously you are bouncing ideas off each other's pros and cons but um, yeah for me I was thinking about it today and, and that's probably where I do feel much more freedom in my life now. Mm-hmm. And it is it's that sort of freedom of choice I guess that we have when we decide to um, set up our own business or go self-employed or freelance but the flip side of that is the decisions that we have to make to get us there which yeah. come with quite a lot of fear and I actually did an Instagram um, live about this earlier today of, of sort of those big life-changing decisions that of course are going to feel scary but the yeah. message that I was trying to get across is like it's natural and normal for these things to feel scary but it's not a reason not to do them um, and so I wonder for people listening who have their own business who are thinking actually I'm ready for that next level or I'm ready to open up to more freedom or I'm ready to open up to more from your experience because I know that there's you know there's sort of the tech side of things there's the investment up front of building the platform yeah. how did you find making those decisions and I guess in hindsight to help people who are listening think, thinking that they may, may be ready to take that next step are there anything that you can share around how you yeah, gave yourself that permission to lean in to making those decisions, despite it feeling scary, daunting, overwhelming at the time? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I think so that's something I really relate to is the fear. So even making the decision to go full time with the business was, um, you know, very much I was very fearful from security and into something that is the unknown is obviously um, can be can be very fear inducing. Um, but what I would say is on the tech side of things. So for me, it was kind of thinking about um, how I wanted to design the business to give me that freedom. And I think we've spoken about it a little bit um, before in terms of like, there are so many creative solutions that you can put in place with, you know, technology now. Um, And one of the things at the beginning is that with any business, I guess you're doing everything. Um, and so with with the retreater, where I have kind of two sides of the equation, obviously I have the consumers like you and I, or anyone listening who might book a retreat. And then on the other side of the equation, I have um, you know the retreat partners that I work with that list on the retreater. And at the beginning, um, you know, a lot of it was getting all the details onto the website. So mm. uh, everything down to location, price, photos, reviews, everything like that has to be inputted into the website you know that's all data input Mm. and I was doing all of that but what I kind of took a step back and thought about you know how do I create freedom in my business um the first thing that we need to do is create an area that where partners can essentially log in and do that themselves and take the onus off of me and off of Mm. um, our teams to basically allow people to come and do that and then that really for me once that was implemented and that was one of the first things that we kind of prioritized was um a game changer because it took the onus off of me and the moments before going to bed thinking oh god have I put the wrong price in or something like that you know (laughs) suddenly it flips onto um you know the partners that we're working with and they and they have the freedom to go in as well and and Mm. edit and do things that they want to do so I guess my point is but there are a lot of um, creative solutions that you can put in place um, on the tech side to help you, you know, create freedom in your business and also um, give you peace of mind as well that you're, you're moving the business in the right way. Um, but going back to the fear point, I think 
there, there will be a lot of fear taking a leap away from security. But um, for me personally, it's the best thing I've ever done. And I'm so happy that I've done it. That doesn't come with the, you know, obviously that comes with a lot of um, there's stress involved and there's, you know, a lot of time that you have to put into to business to make it successful. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm, I couldn't be happy that I've, that I've made the, the decision to go forward with it. And um, yeah, I think, the one thing I would say to people is just to try and try and figure out the small steps that help you get to the the biggest step if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and I think yeah exactly what you said it's like sometimes taking that step back and looking at that bigger perspective of yes I could do all of this and yes I don't need to outsource or hire someone to help me but how much easier and more enjoyable would that process be if I do invest in you know, whether it's a team member, a, a VA, a data inputter, a coach, a mentor, because you're investing in their knowledge and their expertise, which is ultimately going to get you to that end destination in a more seamless and enjoyable way. Um, and that's why having that bigger vision of, well, how do I want my business to look? How do I want it to run? Okay, it's like this. I'm here at the moment. So what's going to enable me to get to that vision in yeah. A shorter time or in a more enjoyable process and sometimes that does come with making those big decisions of investing up front or bringing someone on to help or kind of uh, releasing some of the control maybe of you know oh well if I do it I know it'll be right but actually that's not often the way that it works out anyway so true and I think you know with a business if anyone's listening and is is having to sort of put some money up front with the tech side of things you know it is scary to because you do feel it in your stomach when it is your money. Like it's very different, you know, the big corporation that I was at before when you're sort of approving things or, or maybe paying for things in a corporation where it's not your own mm. money. It does feel really different. But at the end of the day, you know, you've got to make those investments to get to where you want to be. And um, yeah, I think for, for me, bringing on so uh, the developer that I'm working with, he has come on three, t- three days a week part time. Mm. And, you know, even just bringing him on, it was a, a, another big commitment. But at the same time, the work that we've done together and even just having somebody to bounce ideas off of is so game changing so I definitely agree with that and another thing I um you know I was working with uh for our launch event we had to make the decision do I try and get sort of um the PR and the journalists um attendance there myself or do I try and work with a PR um freelance uh woman who'd approached me and yeah there's a cost involved but actually the you know, the ramifications of what she's helped to bring my business in terms of the coverage um, and things that we've got from working with her has been amazing. So uh, yes, the investment can be scary up front, but um, who knows what the outcome can be, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and two things I'd like to add on that is like, A, with the investments, it's understanding what is the sort of success metric of this investment. So Mm -hmm. is it awareness? Is it client acquisition is it um support with the technology is it a more seamless experience for the user that's one thing because sometimes like with PR for example you know anyone that has their own business might be thinking about PR and it's like it's not necessarily an investment to generate direct sales but it might build up credibility it might get you interviews it might have you know build up your awareness which in itself is successful because ultimately the idea is that that then leads to sales. Um, 
And then it's also around the perspective that you choose to take. So yes, it's scary, but what if this takes me to that next level? Or what if this is the investment that takes me up to my next income goal? Or Mm. what if this like works out way bigger than I ever imagined rather than what if it doesn't work? What if it's a failure? What if, you know, it's what perspective are we choosing to take when we make those decisions? It's so true. And I think you're right with the trackable side of things. It's sometimes it is easier to think, okay, you know, I'll do this particular thing because I can track exactly how it, how it converts. But, you know, with the PR thing, I'd small story that happened this week was, you know, we, from the investment with working with the PR lady that I mentioned, I had a phone call with it from a a customer who was uh, sitting reading a magazine, the magazine that we had a feature in um, this month saying, Oh, I'm sitting here reading this, uh, this feature about you guys. And I'd love to book this retreat. And she wanted to book for herself and two other friends. So, Mm -hmm. you know, from that, that feature, even though maybe I would never have known that 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 booking had been related to that if otherwise, Mm -hmm. but you know, three bookings came through from that. So it just sort of goes back just to saying, you know, there will be investment up front, but at the same time, like you say, you just never know what um where that can lead. And if you can just try and be positive and and sort of focus on 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 that, then you know, hopefully good things can come from it. Mm-mm, definitely. And that makes me think of um how trust has played into where you are now. So obviously you took that decision to um start setting up the retreater to then leave your full-time job like stable well-paid full-time job um how has trust played a part in getting you to where you are now yeah I mean it's a good question I think trust as well is something that's a massive like core value to the business and it's something that I think well, I hope that's sort of what we're providing our community is, you know, trust that when they book through us, that they are kind of getting a stamp of approval that, you know, the retreat has done their due diligence. You know, I have a meeting with every single retreat partner that goes onto our site. So it's sort of that trust that we're building with our community and um, that when people book through us, they know that they're going to get an experience that really is, um, you know, a total self-care trip um, that, they're going to really enjoy so trust is is really important and I think yeah that takes time to build up with your community because at the beginning you know obviously it's it's sort of um trying to put out um as much content as you can but then also I think something that we've spoken about is like the ladder of offerings Mm. and so we're doing kind of community classes now on a monthly basis where people can come and uh, for five pounds, they can uh, have a virtual class with one of the instructors from the ret- one of the retreats mm-hmm. on our platform. They can experience, you know, 45 minute Pilates class, for example, with that instructor, see how they feel if they really enjoy it. And they, you know, have they think they leave the class thinking, oh, I loved how I felt when I had done that. Maybe later in the month, I'll have a look and see what, yeah. it's, you know. And so I think, yeah, it's that whole relationship building of, of trust for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's sort of like the trust that you have from your customers and clients and then the trust that you put in yourself to make decisions, to um, shift things up a little bit, to you know put on offers and on all things like that um but linking to trust then and kind of coming back to freedom so you've obviously created a lifestyle for yourself where you naturally have more freedom because you are you know you have your own business what are some boundaries that you have or some uh things that non-negotiables that you put in place to ensure that you know you're not working 
all hours under the sun and that you do take time off and you are actually enjoying this new lifestyle that you've created for yourself. Yeah, I think the enjoying part is is definitely key because, you know, I was thinking about it recently, you know, I'm always, I think with the business, you're always thinking, okay, what's next, what's next? And then actually, you know, where I'm at now, where I've got my product up and running um, and I'm starting to do like fun collaborations and things like that. I actually had a moment with myself recently to say, you know, make sure you are actually enjoying this part of it because it might be that, you know, in six months time or a year's time, I look back and go, oh God, that was like the best time of the business, you know, yeah. everything was sort of happening. Um, but I think in terms of how I sort of set boundaries for myself, I'm a massive like list maker. Mm. Um, so I kind of in the morning, we'll look at my calendar, we'll see what I've got going on. And then it's sort of making, I do a lot of to-do lists. So it will be kind of what do I need to do immediately today? What is sort of like longer term things that I'm working on? And then kind of coming back to, to those things during the day to make sure, okay, if nothing else happens today, what, what was urgent for me to sign off? Mm-hmm. And then the other things, you know, what can maybe wait? And um, yeah, I would say that that's probably how I'm, how I'm thinking about it at the moment. If I'm honest, though, obviously, when you're first starting up, it is difficult to kind of have that sort of cut off, mm. um, especially when you're working from home and trying to kind of draw the boundaries of, mm. you know, I finish my day now, the temptation to open the laptop again in the evenings and things like that. Um, but, you know, that takes just, you know, habits and, and trying to kind yeah. of put good, good practices Um and that will, yeah, I am working towards that. And I think that has already been something that I've tried to do. And coming into the office, uh, into this um, shared office that I'm in two days a week, that helps as well, because, you know, having that physical commute um, and sort yeah. of separating things. So, yeah, there's there's a few different things that I'm that I'm trying to put in place, but mm-hmm. you know, it is difficult to switch. It takes off. time, I think, especially for people who have come from a corporate background mm-hmm. where there's such rigid rules around routines and times that we should be working times we have to be at our desk how much time we feel we can take off like it's a big unlearning for so many of us you know myself included um that I often have to talk myself out of sitting at my desk between 8 30 and 5 30 because I feel like those are the times I have to be working and almost re well I've, I've been doing it for for longer than you but I still feel somewhat like oh this is you know almost like a little bit guilty if I'm not working at certain times and actually the more we can kind of say actually do you know what it's three o'clock on a Tuesday I want to get my nails done I'm going to go and do it and knowing that that's allowed and like that's a sort of silly example but it's still curating and being intentional with how we get to spend our time in a way that feels really good while still growing a successful business and I think that's something that a comes with trust, A comes with sort of the, the mindset work around like what freedom looks like to us and actually identifying what does my dream lifestyle look like and how can I begin to implement that now so that as the business grows and as we become more successful, that's already in place rather than it being like one or the other. Totally. I think I think you're right. It is the unlearning. And I, you know, because I was in a role before where I was physically sat at my desk by 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and that's fine because I'm an early starter and I like working in the mornings, but yeah, trying to sort of make myself not feel guilty that if, you know, I wanted to do an exercise class in the day and then work an extra hour later because I've had that flexibility. Um, like you say, it's just sort of like reteaching your brain that that's, that that's yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. you probably will work a little bit on the weekends because 
for me you know I'm very lucky now with this being a passion of mine that I sometimes it doesn't even really feel like work Mm. it's very different to if I had to log on on the weekend with my old job um I would feel very differently about it whereas if I if I feel like you know maybe I had a Friday afternoon where um like you say you were going to go and do something for yourself and then Saturday morning you went took yourself to a cafe and caught up for an hour on things it's just there's a different feeling about it yeah 100% I agree I quite like doing a little bit of work quote unquote on the weekend because it's like it doesn't feel like work but it's this idea that our life and business are in harmony together they're Mm. not two separate things that we have to kind of categorize into these are when I work this is when I have you know live and and you know enjoy myself um actually we get to do both at a time that feels good versus being restricted to when we can and can't do things I think yeah totally um amazing so based on your journey so far and the steps that you've made the pro like the transformation you've experienced already what are some of the key lessons or learnings that you feel would be valuable to share to listeners either who are already you know further along in their business journey or who are thinking about going full-time in their business um and yeah any words of wisdom or lessons that you have found particularly uh, useful for yourself Yeah, I would say the first thing um, that I found really useful for myself was all around leveraging your network. Mm. Um, So for me, you know, and this kind of comes from the mantra of like, don't ask, don't get kind of thing. Um, And I, yeah, when you first start out, I mean, obviously everything is totally new, like going back to the PR thing, going back to tech, going back to, you know, setting up a business itself or whatever it may be everything is going to be new and and maybe a little bit overwhelming. And so how I kind of, uh, my best piece of advice, I would say, um, and I would say this to any friend kind of starting a business or even further into your um, journey is, don't forget that you have such a wide variety of people to, to, to reach out to. For example, you know, I had a friend uh, or somebody that I sort of briefly knew from school who'd set up a digital ads agency. And, you know, I sat down, asked him, is it okay? Can we sit down for half an hour, go through Google ads? He was more than happy to help. Mm-hmm. I had another friend's sister who's, you know, a whiz at SEO and everything like that, sitting down with her for 45 minutes. I took away so much. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, there's probably people out there that may be close connections or maybe sort of, you know, friend of friend or sibling or whatever. But I think especially a small business, most people are going to be really happy to help you. I guess if you put yourself in their shoes, mm. if someone came to you and asked, you know, could you, you're an expert in X, could you just give me half an hour? You know, most people are going to say yes, and there's no harm in asking. Um, so I've found a lot of value from that. And obviously that's totally free. Mm. Um, don't underestimate, yeah, the um, the strength of your network would be kind of like my key thing that I've I've learned um and then in terms of oh sorry I'd like to scroll. Um, and then other things I guess um in hindsight what I may have given another friend's piece of advice is like don't overwhelm yourself with too many pieces of change at the same time you know when I started my business I was also moving home and uh, sorry moving from a flat in with my boyfriend and um other things were changing as well in my life and it was overwhelming and I would say 
my piece of advice for somebody looking um, to either bring out a new sort of uh, offering or um, business or whatever it may be. Try to keep things constant and calm in your life because don't underestimate the uh, the amount that you'll be going through when you do mm. set up a business. There's a lot to think about. Um, so I would say trying to keep things constant. Mm. Um, and then, sorry, too many, but last one. Oh, great. <laughs> last one I would say is sort of going back to that point of leveraging network, but on the flip side, you will get a lot of piece of advice. People will sort of say to you, oh, you should think about this. We should do this or whatever it may be um and just sort of trusting your gut because at the end mm. of the day this is your business so um yeah that would be kind of my top tips <laughs> I love those tips and especially the last one I remember being told really really early on something to be aware of is like people are very happy to give advice when a you might not necessarily have asked for their advice you know people are quite happy to jump in and give their opinion but be being aware of who it is that's giving that advice because there'll be people that are giving you advice from a place of they're emotionally attached to your success, i.e. a family member, a partner, etc., which is great, but sometimes you have to detach the emotions from the decisions. Or it might be people who have never actually run their own business in the first place who are, you know, shedding out loads of advice and it's like, okay, that's fair, I'm listening, but yeah. you don't have to choose to take that advice because sometimes, you know, actually it might come from a place of, trying to be helpful but actually ends up not being particularly helpful because they don't have the experience in a particular realm that you're looking for help with <laughs> yeah totally and sometimes it can be overwhelming if you come away and everybody around the table I've had it you know family dinners or whatever and people are yeah. saying you do this you could do that and so I have a list of um on my on my phone now I have a list of all suggestions that I keep mm. and I go back to it every now and then because some things will be in inspiring and you kind of come back to it and think oh actually I didn't think about that or okay now I have time to implement it but um yeah, yeah so they're I, great thank you nice and varied and um very wise very very wise um so before I let you go please let us know and the listeners know where they can find you if there's any particular retreats that are coming up that you would like to mention um yeah. feel free to share and I'll obviously add your links to the uh, show notes as well Thank you. Yeah. So um, the the website is www.theretreater.com and we're also on Instagram at The Retreater. Um, so I'd say those are the two best places to have a look um, on our Instagram. We kind of release new retreats every week on our stories, um, but obviously you can go onto the website and filter and find anything um, on there as well. In terms of upcoming retreats, we have some really amazing ones in Bali um, that I've got my eye on. What, <laughs> and then, what, what month are those? Um, um, coming up they're in uh, early next year actually so okay. I'll send you I'll send you the links in case you're interested yeah but, um, and then we've also got some UK uh, retreats that are a bit more cozy for mm. um, you know in October November and and uh, yeah some running into December as well so um, yeah check it out and if you guys have any questions and obviously um, always can send uh, DM or whatever we're very happy to kind of help you find the best retreat that you know that you're looking for so Amazing. I'm definitely going to have a look. I feel like I'm overdue a retreat and it's always nice to have something in the diary to look forward to, isn't it? Definitely. As our tagline would say, retreat yourself. <laughs> exactly. Retreat yourself, open up to more freedom, have that self-care. It's, it's just, it's as important as everything else. So um, yeah, thank you so, so much for joining us, Natalie and um, everyone that's tuned in. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. -bye. Uh -huh. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. As a reminder, don't forget to check out the show notes for full details on the brand new Freedom Way Mini Mind. If you're ready to serve at your highest level, build a ladder of offerings you absolutely love, and work with higher ticket dream clients, and really transform your success, freedom, and ease in the next 90 days, then this mini mind is perfect for you. I cannot wait to connect with you. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And in the meantime, if you love this episode, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Speak to you soon. Bye.